welcome to Faith FM's breakfast show. You're here listening to 87.6, 87.8 and 88 FM with Mon and L- not Lyle, but Lawson. <laughs> not I tricked Lyle. you there almost, didn't I? <laughs> Good morning and welcome to the show. We have a wonderful show coming up for you mm-hmm. today and we already know all about it because this is the delayed broadcast intro. We've already done the show. You're probably listening to this on Wednesday when today is actually Tuesday. Yeah. Stitch up. But do you know what? Don't stress. If you would like to jump across the live show, you can do so right now and you can catch the live show as it's happening live, live. surprisingly enough. All you do is uh, one of two things. You can go to our website. It's faithfm.com.au. And if you just scroll to the top, you'll see the bar where the live stream is happening and you can just press play. Or, of course, you can download the TuneIn app, which is a free app, and you can search for Faith FM Australia and, once again, just press play. Now, TuneIn app is, uh, is super easy to use. It's my favorite one to, to listen to the show with, and you can take that wherever you go around the entire globe, as long as you have a Wi-Fi connection, of course, and uh, you can plug it into your car. You, know, you can Bluetooth it, aux cord it. You know, there's so many ways you can play it out of your car stereo, and, uh, and then you won't have any of that cutting in and out that uh, is so infamous, especially in the Newcastle area, because it's such a, a lumpy landscape we have, as Lyle likes to describe it. Mm. And uh, so you get clear signal everywhere you go using that. Now, Lawson, I'm so happy that you're here helping us out again. Um, you know, it's very good to have you fill in for us. Dude, I love it. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. I love it. How are the early mornings getting going? Dude, it's, it's getting better. I actually woke up earlier this morning. Oh, really? But then I had a longer shower. Ah, so it just, it just all worked is out. Is that what you you're know? grateful for this morning? I'm so grateful for that. <laughs> you know, long showers. <laughs> Just amazing. Oh, that's hilarious. I've never met... I mean, I'm I'm really into showering, but I've never met someone who was that into showering, especially a dude. Yeah. I don't know. I just I just stand under the water. Uh-huh. I just get waste good ideas. Water, huh? Yeah, waste all that water. Do you like swimming? You know, I, I did do swimming lessons when I was younger, and my sisters are really into it, but I'm not... It's not really my thing. Okay. But I was like boys shower. champion when I was in year six. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But I just... Yeah, I love hot water. Do you, do you like a bath or do you just, just a shower? Oh, uh, no, baths are kind of gross to me. Yeah, it's because you end up sitting in a tub of your own dirty water. Yeah, right? that's, yeah. that's kind of gross. Do you want to yeah. hear a gross story? I had yeah, a bath sure. last night, right? And, uh, and I gross. filled it a little bit too high. And so the water was like s- sweeping up to the sides. But the ba- it's a built-in bathtub. And so it's like sort of cemented mm-hmm. into the wall kind of a thing. And as the water was like s- like splashing up, I, I didn't realize at first, but as it went up, it actually went um, under the tiles, like in between the tiles and the wall, there was cracks Ooh. and it was washing out bugs like ants and, and all kinds of insects that were living under that I didn't know about. So and because gross. I had bubble bath happening, I didn't see it until like, you know, an hour later when I'm a wrinkled prune and all the bubbles are, you know, popping and going away. And suddenly I realized I'm bathing with a bunch of insects. <laughs> And I had like ants and stuff floating around in the water with me. I Classic. got out pretty quick after that. Yeah, I would imagine so. <laughs> but Epsom salt baths are really good. That's what I do, Epsom salt. Yeah, I used to get into bath, like actually when I was when I was racing bikes because I used to get injured a lot. Yeah. Like bruises really and, stuff. and yeah. stuff. Yeah, yeah. I had a, I have a couple of scratches that I needed to heal up. So I did Epsom salt last oh, night. And, and the bubbles. I did like a pear bubble bath. Anyway, Cute. I'm grateful for um, my walk to work this morning because I, I, I'm really enjoying being in Newcastle at the moment. So... Mm. Yeah, I'm, I feel like we could just take this city. It's a great little town. Dude, and, um, yeah, and I'm, I'm glad that God brought me here. Hey, do you know what, listener? If you have uh, a gratitude story that you would like to share, it's just something small that you want to, you know, 
share with the world that you're grateful to God for, you can text it to us, 0491-064-669. You can text that even though it is a delayed broadcast. Stay right there. We have a great show coming up for you today. <laughs> My heart has strayed away Wandered from the safe embrace of love and hope Lost in endless searching Mired in a pursuit that's left me numb Wondering about the man that I've become In space and time If your ways are higher than my own endeavors Redemption is whispering And it's saying to me There's hope for you yet His grace runs true yet Through all your regrets There's hope for you yet Can I run? Where else can I go? Where else can I find peace and rest? But God, who else can save me? And it's saying to me Sure me, I'm never alone. 
morning and welcome back to Faith FM's breakfast show, 87.6, 87.8 and 88 FM. Hey, Lawson, I just checked my messages. Mm-hmm. Lyle's actually already on his way back. Oh, he's in the plane. It must be such a long journey if he's already started and he's not going to be back here until Thursday. As in like in a studio on Thursday. Yeah. I'm guessing he must get in like on Wednesday or sometime. Yeah, something yeah, like that. Yeah, with the time difference and all that kind of stuff. So, mm. yeah. Because, yeah, when you travel... From the states back here, I think you like lose a whole day. Yeah, you go you go forward yeah, in time. Yeah, you just yeah. magically lose a day, and when you go there, you gain one. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, actually, yeah, I went to America when I was like ten, uh-huh. and yeah, we we left on Friday morning and flew in on Friday morning. Yeah, so was, I've actually done that on Christmas. I flew out Christmas night and arrived Christmas morning, so I had, <laughs> I had like double Christmas. And <laughs> yeah, that was bonus. <laughs> oh, oh, Shell just messaged me. He's arriving six forty-five tomorrow morning. Ah. Hey, there you go. We should get sleep. him on radio. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we'll call him up when he lands at the airport. How are you feeling, Lyle? <laughs> oh, let me tell you some amazing news. There's so much good news happening. Um, there's so many oh, beautiful stories that have been touching my heart as I've been researching this morning for the show. But there's one in particular that I, I thought was really special because it's about a teacher. And teachers, mm-hmm. to me, are superheroes. Dude, yeah. Oh, do you know, I did one year of a teaching degree many years ago and just couldn't hack it. Like, no. Nah. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. and so I have a lot of respect for people who can hack Mm. it and who do hack it. Hats off to all the teachers who are listening. We appreciate you so much. You do a fabulous job. This is a story about Tammy Waddell. Uh, She was a retired teacher, um, and uh, and sadly she passed away. She she was battling with uh, cancer for a long time, but she worked for 30 years um, in the state of Georgia, as a paraprofessional and elementary teacher, so like a primary school teacher. And, uh, and when she passed away, um, she had one last request, her dying wish. Uh, and this is a testament to the character that, that so many teachers exhibit mm. um, and inhibit. And she said, you know what, don't, please don't spend money bringing flowers to my funeral. Do not bring flowers to my funeral. Instead, what she requested of her friends, her family, her work colleagues and all the students, because, you know, when a teacher passes away, it's there's teachers touch so many lives. Mm. You know, especially if they've been like she's been a teacher for thirty years. There's generations and generations yeah, and generations. It's thirty of different kids. classes. Of yeah, kids, yeah, know, coming through potentially even more. You know, depending. You know, mm. and then and then those kids. You know, she, she might have even taught some kids. Uh, kids, you know, that taught their children and then taught their children. So it's just. Their influence is far-reaching. And so you can imagine how many people turned up to this funeral, especially because she was a well-loved teacher. And she asked them, all these people, don't bring flowers. Instead, please bring a backpack and fill it with school supplies for kids in need, for students mm. in need. Wow, that's um, amazing. And I'm going to put these pictures up on social media because you know they're in the church at the funeral service and there's backpacks just lining the aisle, lining the front of the church, you know, all around the uh, the pulpit and up the top there. And then at the end when they had uh, when they had her casket bought out <clears throat> and nearly 100 teachers served as honorary pallbearers, and uh, but because you know there's a hundred of them, and um, you know you don't need a hundred people to carry one casket, and so they actually all carried the backpacks out of the chapel because there were so many mm. backpacks, and you'll see there's a long, long line of um, of people coming out of this chapel, and and at their feet just this huge row of backpacks, and so all these backpacks are going to be sent to uh to to to, um, to schools in you know 
you know, in rough demographics where kids are, are doing it tough, they don't have, you know, school supplies and they don't, you can't afford, you know, pencils, papers, mm. you know, the basics. So it's such a beautiful way. Um, you know, this person was clearly a teacher to the end, you know, thinking of her students all the, all the way up to, to her very own death. Uh, so this is a beautiful story. I'm going to put those pictures up on Facebook and on Insta and Twitter and you can check those out. And, um, and I have another story for you. Okay. I think you're going to like this one because you have a, a background of racing, do you not? Yeah, I, I do, uh-huh. if you remember. Yes. <laughs> we did interview you for your testimony actually just last week or maybe the week before. The week before. Yeah, yeah. And we, um, we found out that um, in, your, in your BC life, in your before Christ days, mm. you were racing uh, motorcycles. Yes. Uh, professionally. You're going to like this story. So, uh, in the state of Indiana, you know, you know how sometimes when you're, you're on the freeway, and you're in the fast lane, right? Uh-huh. And there's someone who, you know, fine, whatever, drive slow, but not in the fast lane, drive slow in the slow lane. Yeah. And you just want them to move over, but they're not. Yeah. In Indiana, it's now illegal. <laughs> so, <laughs> if you're driving slow and you're not letting people, and people are like piling up behind you, not letting them pass, you have got to move over. Otherwise, in the in the fast lane. Yeah, you can't drive slow in the okay. fast. You can't speed. You, know, you can't yeah. go over the over the speed limit, but you can't do less than a less certain than the amount. Speed limit, yeah. And uh, especially if people are piling up behind you, you have to uh, move out the way to let them pass. <laughs> and uh, yes, they call it the slowpoke law. And it recently went into effect in Indiana, and there's a cop who who put up on social media um, uh, an incident where he stopped a vehicle, and he says, "I stopped this vehicle today for a left lane violation on I-65. They have their lanes around the yeah. wrong way, so right yeah. lane on I-65. The driver had approximately 20 cars slowed behind her because she would not move back to the slow lane." Again, if there are vehicles behind you, you must move to the slow lane to allow them to pass. And he's put a picture up um, from within his, uh, his police car, um, you know, just showing the car in front of him that he's mm. pulled over and, and clearly fined. And so he put this up on Twitter and thousands of people <laughs> have now requested that this police officer be transferred to their state <laughs> because they want him to help out on their highways. <laughs> So he's oh, become a bit you. of a hero. He's even received support from famous athletes. So there's <laughs> there's been a couple of uh, football football players who've like tweeted finally, and this guy is my hero. Actually, IndyCar driver Graham Rahel. Do you know who that is? No. Okay, so he's a he's a race car driver. He's yeah. like this guy is my hero, and uh, and yeah, so lots of support there. So for those of our listeners, <laughs> if you're out there and you're driving to work and you're stuck behind some slow slowpoke. Just have a have a little smile at this story, <laughs> <laughs> and don't 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 go into well, road rage. Man, it's it's the worst though. It's the worst yeah. to be stuck behind someone slower, <laughs> like someone who's doing considerably less yeah. than the speed limit in in the fast lane. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I think in in Europe they have a culture that's very inclined towards moving over yes, to the slow lane, yes. like it where they, they've got mm-hmm. enforced laws as well. I know, like on the autobahn and, mm-hmm. and things like that. Um, you if if it's a dual lane mm-hmm. um like trucks can't go into the fast lane for example okay. because like that would slow down the the flow of traffic mm-hmm. and everything um yeah they have very strict laws miss the culture in general to just move over um where i think yeah in australia we really struggle <laughs> yeah yeah i've done a few trips down to sydney in the last couple of weeks and oh boy like Bennett <laughs> hills Pacific road Highway, and uh-huh. oh it's <laughs> Have you ever driven on the autobahn? No, I've I've never driven on the I've never driven myself on the, the autobahn. autobahn. Mm-hmm. I went there when I was 
15 with mm-hmm. my with my dad mm-hmm. and we're in this van um and we were just like topped out in the van at like 170 <laughs> on the autobahn <laughs> and it's like at the 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 rev limiter in top gear mm-hmm. but yeah never never driven it myself unfortunately it's really fun it's really fun yeah yeah you've done some speeding i have well i mean there's no speeding yeah. <laughs> as fast as you want and it is really fun although kind of scary i went as fast as i could go i can't remember how fast it was but i took a picture just my brother and then I slowed right back down again. <laughs> so, just you were going fast and using your phone yeah, while driving. it was really scary. It was really scary and I don't recommend it. Yeah. But uh, I had just to prove a, it to my brother. Just a quick PSA from Faith FM. Uh, <laughs> we are not endorsing this behavior or activity. Um, if you are driving at the moment, driving to work, please don't use any of your cellular devices. Thanks, Lawson. <laughs> Let me quickly change the subject before I incriminate myself further. Uh, so this is another beautiful story. This is uh, coming out of the skies, actually. So there, um, there was a flight in between uh, Oregon and New York. There was a gentleman. He was uh, blind and deaf, and, uh, mm. and and sadly no one was there to help him um, on board his flight. So the air hostesses were having difficulty communicating with him and trying to reassign his seat so that he could be better served. And uh, they eventually just put up uh, an announcement on the PA asking if anybody knew sign language. And a little teenage girl came forward and she had dyslexia and the easiest language for her to learn ended up Mm. being, um, you know, ASL, like the sign language. And so because he was uh, blind and deaf... Uh, what she had to do was put her hands into his hands. Mm. So he cupped his hands around hers and she would sign the words and he could feel what she was signing. Yeah. And uh, and so she ended up communicating with him the entire flight and helping out. And uh, they got him to, you know, the right seat. And, uh, and, and then she ended up moving her seat next to his so she mm. could chat with him the whole flight. Isn't that so beautiful? That's cute. Yeah. I've got a picture here of, of her signing with him. So I'm going to put that up on our, um, our social media. So it's been a wonderful day for some really... Really lovely good news stories. If you have some good news, give us a call. 1-800-FAITH-FM is the number to call. It's 1-800-324-843. We'd love to hear all about your gratitude, your good news. Give us a call and stay tuned. We're going to have the quiz right after this song. Merciful and 
Welcome back. You're listening to Faith FM Australia on the breakfast show with Mon and Lawson. Lawson, let's kick off the quiz. And P.S. for you quiz heads, we've already kicked it off. We've got two clues already ahead of time up on Instagram. If you want to check it out, you've got to go to Instagram, which our handle is Faith FM Live. That's all lowercase one word. And check out our Insta story, which is only um, viewable for 24 hours. Then it disappears mm. into... Somewhere? Into oblivion. Into it's just oblivion. gone. Into the ether. I've got no idea. <laughs> <laughs> it just goes somewhere and you can't get it again. Anyway, tell us what the first clue is. So this is a who am I quiz. Ooh. Is and it Obama? <laughs> no, it's not Obama. Okay. Go on then. <laughs> so who am I is quiz? Is it Napoleon? No, it's not Napoleon. Uh, is, is it a Bible character? It is a Bible character. Okay, so I'm way off. Go on then. Yeah, struggling. <laughs> struggling. <laughs> Again, this is a who am I quiz, and the first clue is, I said I am disgusted with living because of these Hittite women. Ooh, who's disgusted with living because of the Hittite women? That's a strong That's sentiment, harsh. right? Yeah, yeah. Imagine not liking the Hittite women. You just want to kill yourself. <laughs> <laughs> I don't I just want to die. I hate these women. <laughs> it's terrible. Anyway, so. I'm sure they had a good reason. I guess yeah. we'll find out about it a bit later. Yeah, we will. Give us a call if you know the answer. 1-800-FAITH-FM. It's 1-800-324-843. You can text 0491-064. Sorry, let me try that again. 0491-064-669. Or you can message us on Facebook, which is Faith of M Australia, our Insta, which is Faith of M Live, or our Twitter. I'm not sure what the Twitter is, but I'm sure, <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure it's something like Faith FM Australia, something yeah. like that, something like that. Anyway, uh, catch us up on the current news, would you, Lawson? What's current going on around the world? Around yeah. the world. Well, I've got some world news and I've got some Australia news. So we're going to start. We're going to start at home yeah. first. Maybe you've seen that um, the soft drink industry pledges to cut sugar overall, but doctors are saying it's a diversion from the real issue. 
Wait, 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 hang on. In a, so this is happening in Australia. Yeah. So soft drink, like like Coca-Cola and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they're going to cut the sugar out of soft drinks? Yeah, yeah. Well, the, the Australian Beverages Council, um, which represents the non-alcoholic beverage industry, mm-hmm. um, today announced a commitment to reduce its sugar use by 20% uh, by 2025 in a move backed by the coalition. Whoa, yeah. wait, hang on a second. Hang on a second. Okay, here comes Cynical Mon. Yeah. Because it's 2018. It's 2018. Why is it going to take seven years to just change a recipe? <laughs> like if it just <laughs> if the goal is just to like stop putting like to like just you know reduce it by 20 percent of sugar. Like why would it take seven years to stop putting that much sugar in your drink? Um, money. What's money? <laughs> Is it going to cost money to stop putting... I mean, you'd think yeah. they're using less sugar. So they're yeah, actually less, saving... Less money, so the less only, product. The only, the only thing I could possibly be doing is trying to figure out a way to make it taste the same without using sugar and therefore use something else. Well, doctors are actually saying that there's a, a few different schemes that they're coming up with okay. to, to get around it or that the system promotes those schemes. Um, for example, um, uh, because... The, the commitment to lower this sugar is, is across an average of all the products made by that particular company. Oh, okay. So, for example, if, if you're a soft drink company, you sell all these soft drinks, you know, you know that it has this very good taste. Mm-hmm. You don't want to change mm-hmm. it. Um, so, why not produce more water? Oh, And then I you don't see. have to change it all. Okay. Yeah, so doctors are, are really catching on to this and talking about that it now because so they're saying sly. that it's not really Gonna, fixing yeah, the issue. Yeah. So let's say they, they have like 10 different soft drinks and they say we're going to have 20% less sugar. So all they do is they start producing more bottled water, which then makes their total product lineup look like it has less sugar because now it has bottled water when they've actually not touched the recipe for the soft drinks at all. Yeah. That's just absolutely just this despicable so people think oh wonderful our soft drinks now have 20 percent less and so they feel it you know it's it's safe for the drink it's not as bad as it used to be mm. for your teeth for your health for everything that they're gonna let their kids drink it but nothing's actually nothing's changing. actually changed yeah. it's just a marketing ploy yeah well the the um australian medical association president tony bartone he actually said that this is an attempt to try and perhaps muddy the waters in terms of creating it um in terms of you know changing is actually creating a diversion from the real issue, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. which which is that change um, and that change of the recipe and, and all these things. It's not actually going to fix the problem. Yeah. Um, because that's, people can already see that there's such an easy way that they can get around it. Yeah, that's a disgrace. I mean, it would be it would be fascinating if they actually did try and uh, and do 20% less sugar because, you know, often when, when, when any sort of food manufacturing company changes a the recipe, there's usually quite a bit of uproar from the consumers. Yeah. Because, shapes yeah because yeah. <laughs> they like the taste they like the old taste they're like oh why they change the recipe i don't like it anymore yada 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 even if it is healthier for them mm. so it would have been interesting to see them combat it by you know trying to keep their their current market the current consumers happy whilst attempting to somehow you know keep the re- mm. the taste the same i would have you know would have thought they might try and use stevia or something like that mm. although I don't know, is it really that much better? Well, experts are actually saying that there could be a way um, to to enforce something 
mm-hmm. which they're saying that a sugar tax would be the best way to go. Yeah. To, to put a tax on the industry, you know, uh-huh. all, all the uh-huh. sugary drinks and whatnot. If, if you have a certain amount of sugar in your drink, you know, compared to the size, that they'll put a tax on you and, and it'll be more hard to produce those products. Therefore... Mm-hmm making the the companies want to reduce the sugar. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And this is actually 28 countries have already implemented this. Oh yeah. Um and from the research so far it's been working. Yeah. So I think that we can see, you know, it'd be a good thing to put in place, but ultimately it's costing someone something. Yeah. So there'd are, be a lot of a, struggle and backlash. Are you a fan of like the sugar tax and the fat tax? I th- I think that it it helps. I mm-hmm. I'm even a fan. I like I actually like the taxes. I I think that they they do as as a consumer it actually helps us mm-hmm. um you know when the t- carbon tax actually came around mm-hmm. this is this is a very debated and disputed cop uh topic yeah. topic the mm-hmm. carbon tax but you know we saw in the nine months that it was active um it reduced carbon by like six percent mm-hmm. which is i think around 20 million tons of mm-hmm. carbon in australia mm-hmm. Like it was, it was actually said that it was the most forward-thinking method of climate change. We won't get into that, but I, I think taxing things, you know, it can be good, it can be bad. I think yeah. it's just a case by case, yeah, sort of thing. I'd love to see um, some, like maybe some old stats about cigarettes and alcohol and how it worked with there. But yeah, I'd be very, in, I'm, I'm all for a sugar tax and a fat tax. I think if you're going to be making poor decisions that are going mm. to affect the the health sector in the long run, you know, driving up costs of, you know, mm. public health, then absolutely you should be taxed for that. Um, our next story is that Saudi Arabia's women can now drive. Woo! woo! From, from Monday. Yeah! They now have the right, but activists have actually been jailed. What? Yeah, the people that pushed for this most. Uh, there's six women currently in jail, serving time because of their activism towards this issue. Surely they can't be in jail now that it's become legal. Well, look, we'll see how it goes. But as of now, they are um, one of the most prolific campaigners. Her name is Luane Al-Hathlul. Uh-huh. I hope I pronounced that correctly. But she, she, you know, uploaded a few YouTube videos. Um, she's actually a citizen of the UAE. Mm-hmm. And she mm-hmm. drove with her UAE driver's license into Saudi Arabia mm-hmm. uh, and then was arrested. Oh. And she's been uh, – this This happened in 2014, but now she's actually been put behind bars. And she – yeah, she's still – she's still jailed. Her passport's been confiscated. And it's it's just gnarly. She's been in jail for four years for driving. That's absolutely disgusting. Yeah, it's <laughs> it's gnarly. so backward. It's so backward. I mean, I've heard that you know, with the uh, with the um, the ban ending, like men have been expressing like quite disapproval of this change, you know, which they fear is going to undermine like their their country's deeply conservative Muslim identity. Mm. Um, you know, and there's people that are saying, you know, in Islam we don't have this. You know, during our fathers and our grandfathers' time, there was none of this women driving business, which is just <laughs> so ridiculous. That's literally that's a quote. That's literally uh, just it's just ridiculous. You know, women women can drive and they should be allowed to drive and we should be, uh, in, you know, in every regard, uh, liberating and and, uh, and helping women up. So, I think it's – I mean, especially if they've changed the law, they need to let these women go. Yeah. I hope yeah, there's some sure. activists who are trying to release the activists, get the activists released. I, I think I think it'll work out. We actually saw just quickly, like, mm-hmm. um, in the French Grand Prix that they just had, the Formula One Grand Prix, 
um, a woman actually did a parade lap in a Formula One car. Hey, was she Saudi? That would be. She awesome. was Saudi. Yeah, oh, it was a Saudi woman. Her. Oh, that's amazing. We're gonna have a song break. This is the idea of North. My soul finds rest. My soul finds rest in God alone. He is my salvation. My soul finds rest in God alone. He is my rock and salvation. He's my fortress. I will not be shaken. I got a rock. So 
Welcome back. This is Faith FM Australia. You're listening to the live breakfast show with Mon and Lawson. Good morning. Hey, Lawson, do we have another clue for that quiz, which I'm not going to give away this time, actually? Yes, we do have another clue Ooh, for the quiz. Us, tell um, us. So, again, this is a Who Am I quiz. Mm-hmm. And our next clue is My husband prayed to the Lord on my behalf because I was barren. The Lord answered his prayer and I conceived. Ooh, so it's a woman. I wonder it's if she could woman. drive. Nah. <laughs> drive a camel, I'm sure. I'm sure she could. <laughs> but speaking of that, did you know the reason, one of the reasons in Saudi Arabia where they don't want women driving is because they reckon that they're either A, not smart enough, or B, they risk damaging their ovaries and bearing children with clinical problems? <laughs> That's legit the reason why they think that women shouldn't drive, which is actually so archaic because back when trains were first invented, mm-hmm. they didn't want women riding the trains because they said that their bodies were not built for that speed and that their yeah. uteruses would fall out of their bodies <laughs> and they wouldn't be out and their ovaries would be damaged, they would be able to bear children. Legit, that's what they legit. believe. Isn't that absolutely insane? Yeah. Like, no matter how fast I've gone, my ovaries are fine. <laughs> As we know. <laughs> anyway, speaking of ovaries and the human body, we have uh, our guest in this morning. We're well, not in, she's on the phone. And she is a practitioner of nutritional medicine. We're so happy to have her here. Thank you so much, Leonie Gardner, for joining us this morning. How are you today, Leonie? Hello, Leonie. Oh, there you are, Leonie. How are you this morning? I'm really great. Thanks, Monica. Great to be with you. Oh, it's great to have you here. We are here with... Uh, with um, Lawson, apparently you know Lawson. I do know Lawson. Yeah, we've I bet. work at Lawson. Ah, yeah, how that's about me. that? I just told Lawson, I was like, we have Leonie Gardner on the phone. And he's like, I know her. I was like, okay, <laughs> calm down. <laughs> he was so excited. <laughs> uh, Leonie, thank you so much for joining us because you are out whoop whoop somewhere, aren't you? Where are you right now? Uh, well, I am normally out whoop whoop, but I'm actually in town. So I've moved in from whoop whoop for the morning to... Um, with you. <laughs> oh, okay. So you're like in, in Kempsey? Yeah, in Kempsey. Oh, yeah. g'day, Kempsey. Say hi to Kempsey for us. Hey, we're so stoked to have you uh, on our show this morning because we're going to be talking to you about raw food, which is a pretty big topic and it's just growing bigger every single day. I feel like every time I go online or, or go on some sort of social media, there's always pictures of raw food coming up. So tell us, yes. like, why raw food? Like, What's so good about raw food, Leonie? Well, raw food is essentially probably more protective food than any other food that we can usually consume. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's it's probably simply defined. It's food done in its natural state, um, meaning that it's not subjected to heat, you know, basically above a certain temperature, somewhere between 38 to 48 degrees Celsius. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Interestingly, 38 degrees is, of course, one degree above body temperature. So it's not a lot different to body temperature. Um, so you, you and, can apply um, you can apply heat, but not a lot of heat. Yeah, correct, correct. Is so that like a, that, a destroying level of heat? You know, is there something that they figured out in regards to how hot it can get? Yeah, that's right. Because molecularly, the food changes, the structure of the molecules mm. change, and are denatured when cooking food when heat is introduced to food. Ah. Um, that can be beneficial in some cases, so it's not it's not that all cooking is necessarily bad, but mm-hmm. but in many cases it actually degenerates the food and it depletes it of, of uh, alters its uh, natural molecular structure and depletes it of nutrients that are vital for sustaining life and health. 
And it also makes it taste bad because I remember when I was a kid and my mum would, uh, she would boil like broccoli and carrots and peas and she would <laughs> boil those things to absolute death. They at the By the time she finished cooking those, Leonie, you couldn't tell the difference in taste between any of the vegetables. <laughs> they all just tasted like mush. And I'm pretty yeah, sure there was yeah. no nutritional value left in those. Is that the kind of like overcooking you're talking about? Yeah, absolutely. And and even to the point where in actual fact in some of those cases, apart from some of the fibre that you would have actually obtained from eating that food, you probably would have been better off drinking the water that it was cooked in and boiled. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my. Because all those wonderful minerals have been leached out into the water and they're still alive, whereas the vitamins have been destroyed. But you would have still got minerals out of the water. So, <laughs> Oh, well, I hope my mum's not yeah. listening. No offence, mum, just not those vegetables. <laughs> You're a great cook, though. <laughs> so can you actually live on raw food? Yeah, look, <clears throat> there are many people who... I mean, historically, in the early days of human civilization, I believe that's actually how we were created to be. I think that we um, we were designed to live on raw plant foods. Um, but as most of us know, and anybody that any of us that are observing what's going on in the world around us, or what has been going on in the world around us for you know the last few millennia, of course, we're deteriorating and degenerating to a great mm. degree, and so. Things aren't as they were in perhaps the more pristine world that uh, I believe we were created and designed to live in. So, um, you know, food and then the biological organisms like ourselves who are consuming those natural foods are not actually in the same state either. Therefore, um, for instance, today, our digestive organs are seriously, seriously compromised for many of us, particularly in the West. And so the capacity to be able to live on raw foods and to be able to digest and assimilate all the nutrients well is not as great as it would once have been, um, you know, particularly if we've been, you know, subjected to having a lot of uh, antibiotics and medications and so on. You know, this is all creating dysbiosis and dysfunction in the gut and compromising the gut lining and, you know, creating mm-hmm. leaky gut, all kinds of things. Um, the other thing is, look, if people are diligent and really conscientious and have the time to do it and apply themselves to really being intelligent about eating raw, it can be done. And people are doing it and living raw lives, raw food diets and, and healthy lives. My but- experience and knowledge is that people can kind of last for a while on that and they do really well and some can overcome amazing, you know, mm-hmm. you know serious illnesses. But then they can kind of plateau out after, you know, several years or five or ten years or whatever, and they seem to just not seem to thrive after that. So that's, yeah. I mean, so it can be done, but, I mean, is it wise to live only on raw food? I mean, what about, like, potatoes and and bread? Yeah, look, carbohydrates are well and truly supplied in raw food, you know, like Mm -hmm. potatoes and bread primarily. I mean, they provide some vitamins and nutrients, obviously, as well, particularly if you're getting whole grain, organic, you know, breads. Um, These are great. No problem with that. But to answer your question, you're not going to miss out on a lot of nutrition by having uh, or carbohydrates um, by having raw foods. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're eating lots of nuts and seeds and sprouted legumes and seeds and some grains perhaps and wheat grasses and things like that, um, you're going to get plenty of carbohydrates and fresh fruits, dried fruits. You know, it's rich. Basically, they are carbohydrates, but they actually contain all the other over 50 essential nutrients for the body as well. 
So you're not going to be depleted um, per se. Mm-hmm. Um, psychologically, you might feel like you, you know, you know, life is sort of the fun of life is completely gone. <laughs> <laughs> you're missing out. <laughs> <laughs> you might walk around with a sad face, but I don't see many raw foodies walking around with a sad face. Most of them seem pretty happy and and sprightly and healthy. <laughs> yeah, most of them seem to be wanting to like spread the message because they're onto a good thing. Yes. So yeah, I mean. I guess I guess our listeners are probably thinking to themselves, what on earth do like raw fooders actually eat? Do they just like you know chomp on a carrot and like eat a piece of lettuce and like like <laughs> I mean I'm I'm hoping you can actually make proper dishes instead of just like you know just chewing on it how it is. What what kind of dishes can you actually make using like only raw food? Oh wow, we well you can do lots of really amazing things. Um, you can make raw lasagnas, believe it or not. Really. <laughs> Yeah, raw lasagna is amazing. And, you know, what you actually do notice, and sorry, to give you an idea of the pasta sheets, the replacement pasta sheets, you would, you would, um, you know, mandolin, you know, as in use mm-hmm. a um, very thin slicer. Implement. Yeah. Yeah. Um, for uh, zucchinis. And you would just use those as your, oh. um, as your pasta sheets. And you might soften them a bit by putting them in slightly warm water for a little bit if you want to make them a bit soft. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, and other than that, what you do find is, you know, you make, your, for instance, your tomato sauce that will go through it. Um, you know, just it, everything is so rich in flavour. When you eat raw, you actually realise what flavours are naturally present in raw foods. They're just phenomenal. And when you combine them beautifully with good raw oils, natural oils like organic oils and olive oils and avocados and olives and, you know, maybe some coconut oils and things like that. I mean, you're just getting beautiful, rich flavours and lemon juices and, um, you know, you just get tremendous combinations and, and um, yeah, it just really stimulates the taste buds and you can't believe how good taste food, food tastes. <laughs> so can this kind of a diet, can it actually provide like a, a balance of nutrition? Because, you know, doctors and, you know, nutritionists and dietitians are always talking about, about a balanced diet. Can this actually provide that balanced diet? Yeah, really good question. Great question. Um, look, as long as you are, as I said before, as long as you are intelligent and perhaps get a bit of guidance, you know, I mean, people who are proactive about their health and doing lots of their own research and perhaps be a naturopath or nutritionist or dietitian or whatever they might, you know, might be able to augment their knowledge. But as long as you go about it in an intelligent way and you're getting a really sound balance of um, protein, obviously, we really need to be having about 0.8 to 1 gram of protein per kilogram of ideal body weight mm-hmm. um, per day. So so for the average person, woman, it might be around 50 grams of protein a day. Now, that's a little, tri- that's a little tricky to find, particularly for people who are sort of vegans or vegetarians even and raw, particularly, you know, plant food protagonists. But if they're eating a large volume of, start- of food, which they're going to tend to eat, um, they're going to find that protein is is um, located in just about every plant food to some degree. Um, there'll be essential amino acids. Um, probably the best source of plant protein as a as a raw foodie is is sprouting um, sprouted legumes. Mm-hmm. Um, really enhanced protein content. Of course, seeds and nuts and I've got a nice dose of protein as well. Um, and then you're going to get plenty of carbohydrates and fiber. As I said before, that's going to be massive. And you're going to get essential fats. Wonderful, good, wholesome critical 
healing fat. So that doesn't like sound extreme at all. That sounds really nicely balanced. Actually, you're kind of making me hungry now, Leonie. Um, <laughs> is there maybe like a simple recipe you can share with us that we could maybe like, you know, those of us who are listening who are curious about how this might actually work? Sure, sure, sure. So look, I've got, um, you know, I can give you a... Uh, a nut veggie loaf, or I could give you a beautiful uh, raw almond hummus if you would like that, or I can give you a little sweet treat. So which would you like? Tell us about the hummus. <laughs> <laughs> Speak hummus to me, woman. <laughs> yeah, I share this with and all my raw cooking or raw food demos, rather. Um, this is a great recipe and, and people love it. So it takes a cup of raw activated almonds, activated meaning that they're soaked overnight, so mm-hmm. they have the chance to, you know, activate and basically it begins the sprouting process. Um, three tablespoons of raw tahini, three to four cloves of garlic, two spring onions chopped, a teaspoon of Celtic salt or Himalayan salt, a quarter of a cup of lemon juice, I hope people can write quickly. <laughs> yeah, I'll put this up on our social media as well, so keep going. Great. Okay, one half to one cup of water, um, a third of a cup extra virgin cold-pressed olive oil, um, and I do recommend Australian olive oils only. Um, uh, we haven't got time to answer that question now, but mm-hmm. yeah, I would recommend that. Two teaspoons of ground cumin and a quarter of a teaspoon of cane pepper, which is optional. Um, give it a bit more zing and uh, also nutri- nutrition. But uh, soak the almonds overnight, as I said, and then drain and rinse them. Make sure you clean, make that water really nice and clean because it goes quite murky and coloured. Um, add all your, put all your ingredients together except the olive oil in a blender or a uh, food processor or a thermomix, whatever you have. Um, blend all of that really well and then slowly drizzle your olive oil into that mixture until it forms a thick, chunky consistency. But if you want a smooth hummus, you just keep blending until, you know, that um, nice, smooth mixture is, is consistency is, is achieved. Yum. I'm drooling onto my microphone. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Leonia, we only have a minute left. Can you maybe quickly tell us some health benefits, like some testimony about uh, going raw? Personal testimony? Sure. Just a quick one. Oh. Sure, sure, sure. Oh, look, um, my interest in raw food was sparked in my mid-teens after my first visit to Hopewood Health Retreat in Wallachia near Sydney, or Hopewood Health Farm, I think it was called way back then. Don't even know if it still exists. But anyway, um, yeah, look, I was really inspired and, began, you know, it kindled for me a passion for natural health then. And I, um, you know, it was my first raw juice fast for about three days. I thought my throat was cut, but I felt great after it. <laughs> <laughs> And then I, um, yeah, went on to, um, you know, do more fasting. I actually started reading and reading and reading and um, in my mid-teens and I started looking at uh, raw, food, raw foods and juicing and natural health and reading as much as I could. And I did lots of sprouting. I got right into sprouting. Um, and then I did a couple of raw, uh, of water fasts rather, and then I did a 16-day raw food. Raw wow, that fast. sounds wonderful. I'm going to have to cut you off. Thanks so much for joining us, Leonie. I will put those recipes up on our socials.
Do you believe in miracles? Look, if God can change my life, I think I definitely believe in miracles. Okay, so the Hamilton Seventh-day Adventist Church is making a difference in its community. Oh yeah, how? Well, it's worshipping together, loving together, learning together, and above all, preparing for Jesus to return together. Ooh, that sounds good. When's all this happening? Bible studies start at 10 a.m., service at 11 a.m., and guess what that's followed by? Or is it this free lunch I keep hearing about? Absolutely. Well, please join us at the Hamilton Seventh-day Adventist Church. Our address is 105 Lindsay Street, Hamilton, New South Wales. Every Saturday morning where you will be welcomed with a smile. Open my lips I will sing your praise forever Open my lips, O Lord I will sing your to Faith FM, positively different radio.